United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. A dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Ross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects Intro Noel. Noel started out this recording just guzzling down a wet amount of pumpkin flavor or no pickle flavored pumpkin seeds, which normally, yes, I agree it sounds delicious, but the fluid that she has held in her mouth while she just opened her throat like a duck and just gulped them down while simultaneously crackling the packaging into the microphone directly. While I am disturbed. Well, you know, to some people, that's it's a still- that's, <laughs> seeds in my mouth. Uh, hey, what's up? Uh, I'll intro Chelsea. Yeah. I'm just a bitter bitch <laughs> who's upset that I don't have pickle flavored pumpkin seeds to be You're not, on. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, did I? Okay. Uh, and I'm Noel, mm-hmm. who's uh spits in chelsea's friendship in the face of chelsea's friendship who told her who neglected to tell her uh that she had gotten pickle flavored popsicles and made sure to buy an extra one for noel did you uh, really i did yeah wow. i made sure they were vegan and then you do that to me so there you go could you I imagine will... what they put inside of a pickle flavored popsicle that wouldn't make it vegan like it's what just, the fuck? yeah like oh my god just reading the uh, ingredients Pickle juice. That's it. Pickle juice. Put love. it in the fridge. Yeah, it's oh like uh, it's like an otter pop, but with pickle juice. You want to know something? So I was telling Chelsea before we got started that I've been feeling really snacky today, but I'm not trying to eat bad. So it's just like cucumbers, pumpkin seeds, cucumbers, pumpkin seeds. I took a little swig of pickle juice, hoping that would just like settle something oh. that would satiate. Uh-oh. That is Pandora's box of snacking. Yeah, all my body wanted at that point was like, get a pizza with pickles on it. And I was like, you're right. Here's, all right, gross food combinations. If I guzzle down uh, much in the similar way you do, uh, mm-hmm. pickle juice, mm-hmm. I crave chocolate so hard after because I want like the opposite of sour, which I feel like is sweet, but I want it to be like a very specific sweet. So it create, and then I eat the, like a chocolate covered pretzel or what have you. And then I'm like, fuck, I need to balance it out with more pickle juice. And then I just spiral out of control yeah. um, until I gain like 50 pounds. I get it. I'm right there with you. Um, so we did get our panel stuff. And um, I will say off the bat, kind of disappointed with the lack of comic book anything. I, um, so for those of you who don't know, panelists at FanX are asked to submit panel ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of these I'm going to assume are from before COVID because mm-hmm. there were ones that I submitted before COVID where it was just like a very distant fever dream. I was like, was that my fucking panel? Yeah. Uh, I, um, I guess I'm not too disappointed. I uh, I feel like I was actually pretty lucky that 
some of the comic book panels seemed catered to me specifically. Um, the only one that I ended up dropping was the even a cape like the evolution of female characters in comics when you were like, let's do the girls in true crime one. Mm -hmm. That was like my last pick. Yeah. Um, I've already started ordering research material despite not being guaranteed the panel, but that's the energy about in the universe. You're a crazy person. I'm going to say, say, what are you going to say? Just hundreds of dollars already in one panel alone. Stop it. Yeah. I'm going to stop. Um, stop doing that now. Uh, I accidentally uh, am going because for me personally, like the only comic book panels I was drawn to, I've already done before. Um, mm-hmm. They they're kind of like known for doing repeats. I mean, whatever. I guess if it's not broken, don't fix it. But uh, I accidentally, unintentionally, stayed within the vein of horror. Mm-hmm. So, um, and my favorite my favorite topics of horror which is like a history of horror let's look back to then to now in certain genres and the evolution of horror um and the one i'm actually most excited for which i hope stays because with peace and love um anytime there are horror heavy panels during fanex like they always cut them down and only one survives which is crazy because all of the horror panels i've done before have like fucking sold out rooms um because we have some like big horror heads locally um, who do makeup and film and cinematography here in Utah. So it's like, they'll get a stacked panel. Um, The one I'm most excited for is like a breakdown of John Carpenter, which is not necessarily horror, but kind of like him in film. And I'm so fucking excited for that because that's like what I've been, you know, jerking off to lately is kind of like, all genres of film um the one that i i wanted us the reason why i'm mostly upset about the comic book shit is because i wanted us to do more together because we're fucking idiots and didn't submit anything for the podcast yeah Um, i honestly didn't uh and it just snuck up on me faster than i thought it could you know i didn't when they called for the panel submissions i looked at the stuff i had submitted the year prior and I was like, that seems good. But then when I looked at the overall list, I was like, I always could have done more. Um, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I'll be real. I didn't really care. Like, I didn't care until it happened. I So with all honesty, I didn't know what this time this year would look like. Yeah. I didn't know. And honestly, I still kind of don't with the new fucking Delta variant coming out. Yeah, we might still have to wear masks and stuff inside, which might yeah. be a good idea anyway, just because the fucking convention yeah yeah so I didn't know what this time this year would look like so I wasn't really like banking on anything um but whatever we still should have submitted but we're gonna hopefully do the uh your true crime girlfriend panel which I think will be super fucking cool um and I'm I hope we both get on it and if we don't I'll scream about it because I think um that's a shoe-in fit I agree I hope we get the panels we deserve and I feel like we deserve them all um, I am specifically hoping for the 80 years of Robin panel. Um, what was hard for me is there were supernatural panels. I saw um, that. I didn't actually sign up for any of them. And here's why, uh, because when I was looking at the comic book panels, those elicited more of a response in me where I felt it was more important to be a representation on those than on supernatural. Um, 
only in the sense that like supernatural, I feel like every time I've done a supernatural panel has been swept with women. And I think I can bring more on comic book panels instead. Oh, I completely uh, agree. I also think you've done enough supernatural panels. Yeah. And I just didn't feel like I had enough of the capacity to do what a supernatural panel would require. Uh, but I feel like the comic book panels that I did sign up for and also the true crime panel, uh, I'm confident in my ability to go in and talk about those. I don't want to like leak. Is it even leaking what different panels there are? I'm not even um, sure. I'll just say like I, a, maybe a wrestling and comic book panel. I was I like that. catered for me. Mm -hmm. um, the art of war with comics and conflict catered for me. I did the whole series on war propaganda comics for Bleeding Cool. Uh, and then like alien technology and cursed artifacts, please tell yeah. me you signed up so for that one. The, the alien one I did sign up for after I saw you do it. I dropped out of uh, one of the anime ones so that I could do that for you. Also, that's how I know these panels are all old lists because they the only anime they did a panel on was Demon Slayer. Mm -hmm. um which i mean like that's i peace and love i love demon slayer but come on you're gonna look at me in a jujitsu guys in world and say that's not gonna be a panel idea but you yeah know, peace and love. Peace and love. i wonder um i do know that the way that it has worked before is people can get last minute panel ideas in if they're good and if they already kind of come with a stacked team so i think that there's a few that we could definitely throw out especially if we did like a podcast panel because we have the nerd dome guys that we can tag in yeah um we have potentially the geek show a few ends with them um so we'll see i'm honestly really excited i care way too much about fanex i try really hard to uh i don't know like i have a day job but i treat fanex like it's my actual career where i put in more hours on researching fanex panels than i actually do caring about my actual nine to five uh i feel that so we'll see. Speaking of nine to fives, uh, let's talk about how I almost got you in trouble at work. Oh, you sure did. I you sure did. And Chelsea didn't take God. her uh, LinkedIn off of, not only was it her LinkedIn status, like looking for work, it was like, I'll start tomorrow. I'll start yesterday. Yeah. It was like, like open for work can start immediately. Yep. And then people messaged me and called me and were like, Hey queen, what's, does Chelsea hate her job that what's much? What's weird about it is this. the, yeah. What's weird about it is the guy who uh, whistle blew me. Yes, you did get whistle blown. I don't speak to him. No, nor also, do I speak eat, to him. I'm gonna have another. I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm gonna have another no, I was gonna guzzle seat. down more stuff. I'm just gonna have two. Um, I just want everyone to hear. I feel like you're gonna try harder to not be as loud as you were when I got on the Discord and you didn't notice me there. Um, um, I will say I was eating with my mouth open to get the flavors <laughs> ruminating. So just looking at my LinkedIn, it does have the like hashtag open to work from COVID when I lost my job initially. And then it says I'm open to work content writer roles, which as you and I both know, um, pay you in $0 yeah. or pay you in dollar. Um, so I'm not going to take that off. I feel like if they want to ask me about it, that's fine. They all, I, they should know that I have a second job. Um, if they don't know that, then that's not my problem. They can definitely come and ask me, but for, and it also has like open to work on dog portraits. Yeah. People. Uh, yeah. 
Um, if you could just not get me in trouble. I'm just going to change instead of open to work. I'm going to change it to open to work at minding your own business. You just change it to recruiters only, you dummy. I'm just going to add a section about, no, skills. Minding my own oh my God. business. Meanwhile, I'm going in for like a big interview tomorrow. Oh, you are? Where at? Our, our company. Okay. Just a bigger, a bigger girl job. And Chelsea's just out here making me look bad. No, I'm just kidding. I hope so. Uh, it does say immediately I'm active applying, but it says job titles content writer. That's uh, what my job is. I think you're coming for me. Do they? Mm-hmm. I want to. I will. I'll fucking come for you. I'm not going to come for you in a competitive way. Like, I'll come for you in a way where it's like, hey, I hope Noelle gets this new job so I can take her old job. That'd be sick. Um, I just added minding my own business to my LinkedIn profile, and I can't find where that went. So now I can't find it to delete it. So <laughs> oh. I hope that he, capital H-E, sees that uh, and tattletales on me again. Yeah, probably. Um, so I want to say this week is about to be very busy for me. Not only do I have a big interview tomorrow, I'm going to the Kung Fu theater tomorrow. Thursday, I'm seeing the green night and getting my nails done. And Friday is my Western night, which is the treat for me, um, for myself. And I was like, you know what? We'll record early. Let's do. And I was starting to write notes on another topic. Mm-hmm. Then I slammed my head as hard, like to the point where I kind of like blacked out for a little bit. I was fixing the Wi-Fi cable underneath my desk and hit okay. the corner, like hit the corner of the desk. And this is like an old antique armoire. It's like fucking it's pretty, five, it's wood. It's solid. Yeah, it's, it's like 500 pounds slammed on the fucking corner of it. And like just woke up on the floor and I've got a giant goose egg on the back of my head. And I'm in so much pain. I can't think straight. My entire head feels like I'm going to die. And this was hours ago, but it still feels like that. So I said, fuck it. We're going to do an easy episode today. It's weird that you, yeah. For those of you who don't know, uh, Noelle and I normally record on a Thursday. Yep. It's actually Tuesday. And she sent me a text that was like, record tonight. And I was like, right now. And it was basically just, yep. And that's where we are. I opened up the document you sent me for like half a second and then yeah. I was like looks great well uh, so I'm, going I'm ready to of, dive into it I'm going off of titles alone um because if there's one thing I objectively people say about us it's that we are um very educated eloquent people whose opinions are always right um and I want to I want to share that a little bit more with one of my favorite subreddits in the entire world which is, am I the asshole? Um, it is, am I the asshole to me is my moral compass. Oftentimes I come back to, am I the asshole to like recalibrate myself and how I'm viewing things. Um, so I wanted to do that with you. I think it's a good exercise for us as friends and podcast hosts, and also a good morality check for everyone listening Um, I think it's been, it's been hard to have these moments of morality checking and, you know, with, we don't, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is we haven't had 
We don't have a president who's saying the N word every two seconds. So checking your morality is something you, yeah. have, to, you have to actively do and flex like a muscle. We haven't flexed it. Uh, I agree. So how did you pick? How did you pick? Uh, did you sort by new? Um, so I did, I did hot, hot of this year and then hot of all time, but I didn't want to like look too much into them. So, um, I kind of picked ones that I, cause there are some popular ones that everyone knows about. I didn't want to sure. pick those. Um, but I wanted to pick some that I thought based off of the title alone would, um, be polarizing. Gotcha. Yeah. Let's, uh, get into it. Yeah, let's dive in. I feel like I'm not an asshole. Um, my assholeness comes with my tiredness where I'm like, I want to go out on Friday night, but I'm also like, I might be tired for work in the morning. You will be. And that's fine. Be an adult. Um, you're tired every day of your life. Sure. Um, we didn't spend money on outfits to wear them once is all I'm saying. You know, well, I wore it to Orville Peck. That's what I'm saying. Day. And then you wear it again. Okay. Well, you guys um, have to like go to the bar at like nine at the latest. I planned on that. Okay. Um, well, then we're just, we, now okay. that it's recorded, we're fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I am an asshole <clears throat> and that is who I am. So excited to see how I fall on these. The title of this one is, am I the asshole for pointing at the kitchen when mother-in-law asked, where is our dinner? Anytime I see a mother-in-law one, I know it's going to be a good time. You're right. My husband had a serious injury weeks ago. He's bedridden and his family, okay, come to see him every day. Don't love that it, his family comes to see him every day. Anyway, uh-huh. mother-in-law keeps drilling what I need to do to make my husband comfortable, but does nothing to help just visits every day and sits around expecting to be fed and entertained. Sometimes brother-in-law, his wife and kids join them and turn the house into a mess. Yesterday, mother-in-law, her husband and son came again. They checked on my husband, then went to sit in the living room for hours. I served them coffee and croissants. Just one. This is just coffee and croissant. Well, I'm saying croissants. Okay. <laughs> Imagine like the pettiness if you bring one coffee out, but like three spo- three straws and then a croissant and like three forks. That would I be- I kind of probably would. That'd be a power move, I think. Hours later, my husband threw up again, second time. I had to take care of changing his clothes and cleaning the sheets to avoid infections. Oh, he's like fucked up. Yeah, he's- He's fucked up. Yeah. I was exhausted. I came downstairs and mother-in-law looked at me and asked, where's our dinner? Mm. So there's more to the story. And Peter I the vomit. Physically, I physically <laughs> right here, I would have hit it. I would have hit my break point. Anyway. Is this, wait, just- is this one of the, am I the assholes where somebody posts and they're clearly not the asshole? Or are we going to get into more ju- like juice here? Well, I do. So all when at the bottom of it, I haven't read any of these. I will. If I put on my stupid, dumb cunt brain, I can see like the mother-in-law being there. You know, how can I say this? You know how sometimes older generation people feel like they demand and deserve respect by just existing. I feel like that's this. And I think that 
as we have evolved from smooth brain fucking rock people, we have all come to an agreement and understanding as intellectuals that you aren't innately born with respect or given respect. You have to earn it. And I feel like this is that type of mother. This is that type of mother who is like, just because I exist in the space, I am older than you. I am the, the, the child bearer of that person. You have to respect me and respect right. comes in the form of like, you do not talk down to me. You get me what I need. You get me what I want. Like in, hold the door for me. If you're making a snack, you make me a snack. Like I, I think that is uh, the vibe I immediately get. Um, that's also just the vibe that kind of comes with people who come into your home and act like it's their own. Like, I feel like that's entitlement. And I don't want to like use this too often, but it's very Karen energy, right? It's very like mother-in-law energy. Um, Well, if you're calling someone your mother-in-law and not by like, Oh, you know, like my mom or by their name, like you, if you're calling them your mother-in-law, there's already beef there. You can tell there's animosity. Like if you are a quote unquote mother-in-law, this is the energy you are like you, you know what I mean? Like you're crying because the family has decided to go to the other relative's house for the Christmas and not yours because you get drunk by 3 PM and scream at everyone. So no one wants to deal with you. It's like, it's. I, if anything, a Karen is just a mother-in-law in training. So I do get those wrong. vibes. Yeah, I'm getting like the the mother-in-law vibes where she just wants to sling her dick around everywhere, make yeah. everyone look at it. Um, so it came downstairs, looked at me, where hey, where's our dinner? I was shocked that after seeing me go up and downstairs many times and cleaning and bringing new sheets and running the washing machine, that she'd expect me to prepare dinner. I'd already eaten a sandwich at six and yogurt. I have problems with my stomach and stress and pregnancy. Made oh, I'm she's fucking she's pregnant. pregnant. <gasps> all right. All right. That changes a lot of things. Cause oh, like killer. that changes, that changes a lot. Your pregnant oh, daughter-in-law is taking care of your son who is so sick that he's puking and can't get an infection. Like. Do you get like oh. burned to death or something? Like, holy fuck, oh, man. Oh my God. And oh. she's pregnant. My pregnant. God. Oh my is God. Four, what is four months? Like four months. Well, I mean, nine months is due. So that's like almost halfway. You're yeah. looking big. Oh my God. And she's talking about like having problems with eating. Like she's probably in like a food. What is that called? Like, you know, this morning she, sickness type. Yeah. Of shit. She's like barely entering her second trimester and like, Oh my God. What are, what typical symptoms of a second trimester? Uh, my sister, when she was pregnant, had fucking awful symptoms the entire time. Um, uh, like nothing went away. Not the morning sickness, the vomiting, nothing. This is A pregnant woman is cleaning and moving and handling a grown ass man while his mother is like job of the motherfucking hut in the goddamn kitchen. Just like, (laughs) (laughs) go fuck yourself. Like a fucking sand person. Just (laughs) (laughs) like, go fuck yourself oh my god listen to this listen to this second trimester symptoms urinary tract infections utis vaginal discharge Uh uh-huh cramps dizziness dental issues nasal problems dental issues 
Yeah. You know what? My sister, when she was pregnant, never had a cavity in her life, got pregnant. Fucking. It was like someone was shooting your teeth. Little demons. I mean, her teeth look great, but like she had just cavities and then uh, skin changes. Um, Like you can just get patches on your face. Braxton Hicks contractions, um, in addition to like just growing body and your, you uh, might feel shitty all the time because of your Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's literally it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Fucking yikes. Okay. I pointed at the kitchen and told her to help herself out. She gave me a look, then said she didn't expect me to ask her to cook dinner at my house. I said I didn't expect her to ask me to cook dinner while I'm taking care of her son. She started arguing about the way I spoke about my husband, saying as his partner, this is the least I could do, and calling me unhinged for throwing in her face that I'm helping my husband. She got her husband involved, asking what his thoughts were on me making guests go hungry and forcing them to cook for themselves when this supposed this is supposed to be my duty as a host slash homeowner. Father-in-law said they could order food and call it a day and yelled at my younger brother-in-law to stop playing on his phone and order food. But mother-in-law got mad and lashed out, criticizing me, saying I wasn't up to the challenge of taking care of a home and my guests like an adult. I lost it on her and told them to leave since she kept yelling, disturbing my husband's sleep. She left after saying she felt sorry for her son and grandbaby with this aggressive wife and mother like me. What was she expecting coming over? Like, was she expecting to come over and hang out? Like, your son's like, sounds like he's really fucking sick. I, oh, hold on. We're so, let's just, we got to. Let yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, let's let's hang uh, this out. Hang it out. Hang it out. She told everyone and my older brother-in-law, so said he understood I had a lot on my plate, but lectured me about how I should have respect for his mom, who was a guest, repeatedly saying that if that was his wife, she wouldn't have acted that way and that I shouldn't use taking care of my husband against them. He asked me to apologize, but I didn't. Info. My husband suffers from two major injuries and he's got a long recovery ahead. Right now, there's so much pressure to take care of him while keeping up with household chores and work. My mom and sister help, but not mother-in-law. She claimed that when I told them to leave, I was refusing to let her see her sick son, but I'd never do that. I lost a loved one before seeing them, so I understand her fear, but brother-in-law thought that was my goal. Edit, I live in the States in the South. Exactly. Exactly. I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it from the jump. This is that big, fat, country, mayonnaise spoon, licking ass bitch energy dog. That is what this is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that homegirl is fucking pregnant with swollen feet, puking, manhandling a grown man who's vomiting and like dying upstairs. No, no. See, I'm, I'm about to say something controversial. Say it. This is why they lost the war. This is this why, is why the North the fucking prevailed because you want to know why Northern mommy-in-laws were fucking making their own food while taking care of their kid while mm-hmm. planning out for their future grandbaby, the audacity of this mother-in-law. See, this is one of the things where it's like, are they just posting to get validation? Because that's real fucked up. 
Because I knew, I, I knew and I know that there are people who would read this and go, you need to respect her. That is your mother-in-law. That is the mother of your husband. They are in your home. I know that. I know that energy because I've seen it. And it, it, oh, I'm sick. I'm of the opinion that pregnancy trumps just the fact that she's pregnant trumps it, man. If your mother-in-law came home and your husband was on cloud nine, not sick, but you're four months pregnant and you're like, I don't fucking feel like doing it. Trumps Mm -hmm. it. Doesn't matter what it is. That always takes precedent in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, You are cooking a human. Yep. If you're not fucking in the mood for making dinner for somebody, I don't even care if it is your husband. Don't have to make your own food. You have all that you need in the kitchen yourself or Uber eats exists. DoorDash exists. I think that this is ridiculous. Uh, Yeah, this is recent. This is within the last year. That's insane. I, I just like, I can't with that shit. I can't with that shit. This is that inherent, like I deserve respect because I exist. No, you don't. You're a fucking stupid bitch out of everyone in the room. You deserve the least amount of respect. You can go sit outside underneath a tree with a dog bowl for all I fucking care. And then you still got to pour your own fucking brown bit kibble, bitch. Fuck yeah, you. but you got to bring your own because you're not eating out of my my boy's mouth. Not eating also, out of my boy's mouth. You can eat bro- the food in the garbage disposal, you piece of shit. The brother-in-law being like, my, my wife. wife my this. wife would my not wife. do that. Well, I hope your wife is fucking the mailman. Probably is. I Who's hope your wife woman? is just swallowing all of the negative emotions that you instill in her on the daily. And then the ulcer will explode and may the power of such an explosion kill you both. Straight up. Pathetic. I hate that shit. I just, I I can see exactly who this woman is. And I just want to go into my mind's eye and strangle her. This is the type of woman who finishes her food at the restaurant and then complains that it wasn't like cooked to her specifications. Oh, absolutely. Or this This is a woman who brings in like an expired coupon and then yells at somebody who makes $7 an hour. (laughs) That's exactly who this is. She is expired coupon. She is wearing a muumu and has like an Ellen DeGeneres cut that she mm-hmm. puts in rollers every night. Like, oh my God, fuck you. Go sit on a lean cuisine and spin, you fucking cunt. Anyway. Ugh. All right, here we go. I'm going to read this next one. Please. Am I the asshole for asking my sister what she expected? <laughs> so my sister, Sia, 25 used to have a friend, Faye, 24, and Faye had a boyfriend named Brett, 25. So sister is uh, Sia, friend is Faye, Faye's boyfriend, Brett. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brett cheated on Faye with Sia and then left her for Sia. Woo! Faye was devastated and it really tore their friend group apart. Faye went on to transfer to an out-of-state college and from what I know has not been back since. Good for her. Oh, I love to see it. And this was about four years ago. Now, Sia and Brett are recently married for about two months. And that's where the issue comes in. Uh, Sia figured out how to get a hold of Faye and decided to invite her to the wedding. That's big (laughs) bitch energy. That is cunt. She said that her and Brett both missed Faye. And they they all, they didn't. Um, (laughs) What they wanted to do is rub it in her face. And they wanted to get Faye to come so that they could convince all their other friends who weren't going to fucking come to come. Let's just right. call a spade a spade. Yeah, just be like, you'll never guess who's coming. And they'll be like, I yeah. guess I'll go to this shit show. Yeah. So she said that her and Brett both missed Faye 
as they'd all been part of the same friend group through high school. She felt like this was her last chance to try and bring Faye back into her life. I, 19, told her from the get-go that I thought it was a bad idea and that she should just leave Faye alone. Mm-hmm. She sent the invitation anyways, but got no response. Good. And it's relevant to mention that Sia and Brett could only afford a pretty modest wedding. That's what they deserve. Yeah. They held it on his parents' property. You want to know they could only afford a modest wedding? Because they didn't go off to college. They decided to get married real young. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sounds like their choices aren't that great. So they held it on his parents' property. And it was catered by a very basic, cheap local restaurant. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> delicious um and everything else was done by family and friends donated and the dress code was casual which was mentioned on the invite as Sia couldn't afford a very nice gown so shortly after the ceremony started Faye walked in and quietly took a seat oh (laughs) dude we should feed that to the mother-in-law from the first story (laughs) on that you'll never be hungry a day in your life um she was in a lovely dress it was a darker color, and it didn't look like a wedding dress, but it was a noticeably better quality than Sia's dress. She's super tatted now. Tattoos are popular around here and something that Sia and Breath felt like. They did link the dresses. I just want to kind of uh, open in a new tab just to take a look. I know other people can't see it. Do your, um, will you describe it to me? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to look at the sister's dress, and then for comparison, we're going to look at the dress that Sia got. So if I had to just off a of first impression. Well, Sia is the sister. Sia yeah, is yeah, 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 getting yeah. married. And Faye then Faye is, is the, the baddie. Also beautiful name. Faye, I knew you were going to be the star of the story from the beginning. Okay. So I'm just going to say that the uh, hyperlink for the dress that the sister got is taking significantly longer to um, load and I'm assuming that's because of its terrible quality and the terrible website it came from if I had to get a vibe from this website um I'm looking at it it's an elbow length yeah yeah yeah, elbow length sleeved it's just a um fitted to the waist white dress that almost looks like jersey cotton material and then you know the base layer of like when you dress up a paper doll and they're wearing like the modesty slip it looks like a modesty slip it looks like a mormon woman has to wear it under her clothes to make sure that no extra skin is exposed yep yep it it is literally a modesty slip and it looks like uh it look it looks like a modesty slip it really does there's nothing to it oh it looks like there's a little bit of an open back um, with buttons on the elbows, but I'm just going to say that like your store brand, Hillary Swank backless dress, mm-hmm. um, with nothing on it looks like a stretched out t-shirt. It almost looks like the under working pattern of a dress. Like if, it's very slip looking. And, yeah. And the thing is, I don't necessarily hate the dress, but this is a dress that has to be worn by somebody who doesn't have pick me energy. And if you have pick me energy and you're wearing that dress, I'm going to think you're in your underwear. Yeah, that's a thousand percent. Um, when I phase, look, phase <laughs> dress. dress. Let's phase just describe dress this. Phase is phase. It is revenge body. It is. This is my. I'm my fourth dead rich old husband's funeral. It is off the shoulders, deep V in the front, D 
deep V in the back, yeah. hourglass dragging bottom with this like Victorian calligraphy embroidered into it. It's a darker dress, but it has like a tan slip underneath it showing through it. Um, it is, it's, it gives me evil villain vibes, but like in the best most complimentary way possible. Oh my God. The first vibe that I got from it, and it wasn't necessarily correct uh, because it doesn't totally look like this picture, but you know, the cartoon Anastasia, when they finally get her all dressed up and she comes out and you're like this, I don't give a shit if you're Anastasia or not, but you are goddamn royalty. Mm -hmm. This dress could be worn by princess Diana. This dress Mm -hmm. could be worn by Meghan Markle. This dress could never be worn by Sia. You want to know why? Because you are peasant when it comes to men um how dare you but this is a dress that a queen would wear is a dress that any iconic woman that you can think of in your mind i I am definitely getting iconic woman vibes from this i am saying if princess diana was still alive today r.i.p to a real one this would be the revenge dress 2.0 absolutely just the incredible fucking old hollywood classic it is the that deep v off the shoulders in the front and in the back and in the back come on serving back cleavage essentially i just it's super form fitting i am so glad faye wore this dress she deserves it um let's keep going I just keep looking. That other dress literally looks like underwear. And I'm not even going to shit on basic dresses because my mom's wedding dress was my favorite wedding dress I've ever seen. And she bought it at JCPenney off the clearance rack. There is a difference between classic and fucking underwear. This was not a classic dress. It's a basic dress. Yeah. Um, So after the ceremony, Faye stayed for about a half an hour talking to the other guests and then left. I guess Sia tried to say hi to her and she straight up snubbed her. And it created quite a stir. How good she looked was a hot topic. Rather than the comments were positive, or rather the comments were positive, or people were saying it was trashy. She showed up like that. Showed up after invited. Yeah, I say. Um, and quite a few of C and Brett's friends, uh, newer friends, found out the circumstances of their coming together, and through cheating. I know. Uh, so C was pretty tore up about it in the first place. But once she went through the picture, she was heartbroken. Faye made it into a few, and because she was dressed so much nicer than everyone else, she really stood out. There's a picture of C and Brett where they look really nice together, but Faye is in the background. Sia says it would be her favorite picture. She has brought Faye up every time I've seen her since. And Sia came over for a visit this weekend and started talking about Faye again. What a bitch she was. Why couldn't she just not come? Who needs to ruin someone's wedding? It got to me, so I asked her, what did you expect? You slept with her boyfriend before he started, decided to leave her for you. You haven't spoken in years and out of nowhere, you send her a wedding invite. Who could pass up that opportunity for petty revenge? Yeah. Edited uh, to add, edited to add. This might be a pointless edit, but I don't think Sia's goal was to rub anything in Faye's face. From what I understood, Sia just basically just never talked to Faye again after everything went down. And I think this was a weird convoluted attempt for Sia to ease some guilt. I think she thought that Faye just wouldn't respond so she would be able to feel like she extended an olive branch and was ignored and therefore therefore done having done everything she could. It made Sia cry and she ended up leaving shortly after. Good. Love to see it. You love to see it. And I'm going to speak for Faye because I could tell by the way that she not only showed up and she could have been a fucking real petty bitch. She could have thrown some drinks. She could have made a speech. She could have worn white. Yeah. 
Instead, she shows up in what I would say is a classy, like high top tier shelf alcohol dress. And it's how not is she supposed top. to know that they were doing some boondocks ass wedding? How was she sure. supposed to know that they were on a $5 budget with a Chick-fil-A menu? How the fuck was she supposed to know? She showed up. She showed up. And so what? She looked better than everyone. That's what not you her get. Fault. That is what you get, right? And Uh, for Faye, I know I am so thankful for her that the moment that any any motherfucker named Brett is a bitch ass. We have Brett Michaels. Come on. No one good is named. Oh, my God. It was probably Brett Michaels. I've never met a Brett (laughs) who's been a good dude. Never met a single. One time my chain fell off when I was six and the next door neighbor's boyfriend was named Brett and he put the chain back on my uh, training wheel bike. So mate, Brett. I assume it wasn't him, but that was literally the only bet. I bet they go by other names like Brenton. (laughs) Brenton. (laughs) I just like, you know, Faye had to get up and leave. She transferred to a different fucking school, got her shit together, got hot, stayed hot, stayed humble, came out here looking like a fucking snack, man. Hell yeah. Uh, So many hell, a million hell yes for Faye. Bad bitch from the jump. Per, uh, I love to see it. I'm honestly because, trying to Google how much this dress costs because I don't think this is like a thousand dollar dress. I think this is like maybe prom dress. Yeah. Cost. Yeah. Um, she, I'm just saying Faye could have thrown, you know, glasses of wine on people's white dresses and she chose to show up, look hot and leave, yeah. show up to the wedding that you invited her for. That's something that we didn't talk too much on the audacity the audacity and i get the sister defending like in the bottom paragraph being like i think that this was just a convoluted attempt for my sister to then you're stupid you're stupid just send her a dm on instagram and a five dollar venmo for a starbucks and say if you're ever in town i'd love to catch up i feel so bad for everything four years you do that shit from the jump you say i fucked up i ruined our friendship i know you're going away to college right now but if you ever come back and want to meet up i would appreciate it i wish you the fucking best and that's the attempt of reaching out i would Um, also also peace and love if you (laughs) if you're the side hoe that turns into a relationship and then you go and decide to get married to that person um, i'm sorry the friendship is over let it put it to rest baby Put it to fucking rest. Dig a hole six feet in the ground, put it in it, put the dirt on top of it. You don't get rights to that bitch anymore. That bitch is, she does not deserve you. She deserves better than you. Yeah. You don't, don't even think of her name. Bury your goddamn self too, because what kind of idiot gets with somebody who leaves a proper committed for them and then is dumb enough to get wifed up? How you get them is how you lose them. She's going to be in the exact same position as Faye, except for Amen. she didn't go off to college. She didn't do anything in the meantime to actually better herself. She didn't learn a trade. It sounds like she just slummed it with this guy for four years, wasn't able to save up the money for the wedding that she obviously wanted, and then gets her feelings hurt when Faye surpassed her. You're just looking yeah. at the kind of dress she wore, and you're just looking at what she looks like, and you're offended okay. by that. Yeah. If you're offended by what somebody looks like, and you're like, oh, they're better than me, that's just like you projecting your yeah. insecurities onto someone else. Yeah. She could have been fucking happy Faye showed up uh, and never let somebody steal her light. Because I think we've all been to weddings where you look at the dress, and you're just like, not my style. You look mm-hmm. at the wedding, and you're like, not my style. But it's like the 
the atmosphere and the confidence. Yes, the energy. Yeah. The like energy. I, of it. Weddings are not for me. Those are not for me. They never will be. Never had one, never want to. I just don't like the whole pageantry of it all. Honestly, they kind of annoy me. And I think they're all this like parade for what? This has nothing to Why is anyone spending $5,000 on a dress? There's no fucking reason for it. Um, I just think it's all just this. It's so virtue signaling for what? Um, but I will go to weddings and support weddings because- sure the way that the bride takes on the role, I can look at it and appreciate it for the pageantry and energy. If they bring that, if they turn it into exactly, if they turn it into a fashion show, they turn it into a theater. It's an event for them. It's essentially cosplay. Then I can get behind it. You know what I mean? Then I'm like, yeah, we'll do the dance. We'll sing the songs. We'll play along. Absolutely. Cause I, I've been to weddings where I'm like, I know the shit that goes on with the bride and the groom. And then you go to the wedding and it's like, not that fun. I've been to other weddings where you can tell that they're just into each other and it's just a fun time. And it's like, okay, it's like a wedding. It's like a party celebrating a relationship. Sure. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Uh, You and I have talked about what I want my wedding to be. I want it to be a WWE themed event. And I want to actually beat Oliver to death with a chair. Yeah. Thank you. That's how I want my relationship to start. That's how I want my relationship to end. Uh, this, that, that just bothers me because it's like, um, she's ignorant about any pain she caused and it's trying mm-hmm. to be like, but what about me? What did I ever do? It's like, on what the my, fuck didn't on you my do? happy little day. No one gives a shit about your fucking sham weddings. Yeah, you cunt. Oh my God. Also, what pisses me off the most about this for Faye is that there were people at that wedding talking about how much of a cunt she was when it was Sia who invited her the whole time. Oh, hundred percent. But you know what? When you, when you look that fucking good, you could spit in my mouth and I wouldn't care. It's true. It's I'd be true. like, my eyebrows been on point since fucking dawn of man. You think that your words can hurt me? Yeah. No. Yeah. Also, I love that she mentioned that Faye had tattoos and it's something that Sia wants but I have a feeling that in their bum fuck tiny little town that all they're getting is just scratchers while Faye shows up with like big city beautiful yeah colorful they're, they're getting some scratchers of like a fucking bird feather they're gonna get like two doves with two wedding rings in the middle and then a banner with like their wedding date mm-hmm. but the letters are gonna like run out at the end of the banner and they're gonna have to like smushed in yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. sign oh well we love to see it okay am i the asshole for punishing my son after he said something racist i will say that my brain did read this as punching and (laughs) that was it just real quick question uh and feel free to not answer did your parents ever hit you noel my mom slapped me once and i ran away about it she uh, handed me my sister, Zoe, who was a baby. I was like 10 and Zoe had just been born. And she asked me to hold her. And Zoe, I think, puked up. You know how babies just puke all the time? Just spittle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I dropped her like a sack of potatoes. I, w- I went, and then I went, and she dropped and fell. She didn't fall too hard. Like we were sitting on a couch, I think. She just like hit a little bit. My mom <laughs> ping ponged on the way down. Anyway, she's in a cult now. So that's yeah, great. I mean, you know, my mom slaps me 
across the face open-handed the most bitch slap ever too didn't even hurt me but i looked at her and my eyes just went like full demon and i Your said, eyes just went black i went you're gonna regret this and i just <laughs> take off dude i just take off and when i ran away i ran baby you know how some people like they would run away but they would just like go outside and then come back later that was my energy i ran away to under the kitchen table yeah no i was running away like i was going blocks <laughs> of streets. I was jumping just fences. Terminator sprinting yeah. into the night. Straight up. Jumping fences, taking turns so they couldn't find me. I like it's hiding in a bush. Like <laughs> yeah, for hours. I for hours. Drama queen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I was gone for hours. My parents had like, they were in separate cars patrolling the neighborhood for me. My mom's just crying and I'm just like in a bush, like seven blocks away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man i've never been hit <laughs> and she did regret I, it she did regret it at uh, the moment they, they got me back inside um like it had gotten to the point where my aunt was called in like the reinforcements are coming <laughs> in to get me the nice gone. cool aunt whoever yeah. knows like oh my god uh, so then i i stroll back in with my arms folded and my mom's just hysterical and she's just like i'm so sorry and then no one cared that i dropped the baby <laughs> <laughs> you're like i'll make you regret it you did yeah um, i like looked her dead in the eyes i'll never forget it and i and i sprinted i was like what is she gonna do drop her baby again and come after yeah. me no i'm gone baby you gonna run after she just had a baby yeah um i I don't want to say that my parents hit me, but like there was, you can say, <laughs> well, it's not like this is a safe space. The level of like my parents quote unquote hitting me is like, uh, not even teetery. I don't know. Just in my perception. Um, I'm sure like they're hitting me when I was little was nothing. So like, for example, um, my dad used to flick us in the forehead mm. if we were bad at the dinner table. So if I would like, get up and reach for something instead of asking for it to be passed to me. He'd like flick me and be like manners, very dad thing to do. When I was little, it felt like I was being shot in the face and I would just <laughs> fall back and go limp on the ground with my eyes wide open. And I saw him flick my grown ass adult sister the other day. And it was like, I was like, was that the ferocity with which you my <laughs> forehead when I was little? And he goes, yeah, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm just trying to get your attention. And I would just remember <laughs> just like I'd been hit by lightning, just <laughs> full on. But like the oh. child's brain, like yeah. how you think of it. Oh, or, yeah. oh man. One time I threw a fit in um, a hostess store because I wanted those pink snowball things but my mom was like you don't like coconut get something that you like and I lost it and my mom gave me a spot and put me in the car and I just remember laying in the car wondering how long it would take me to die from my mom's <laughs> limp wrist <laughs> the worst beatings I ever got were from my sisters I just the knockdown yeah. drag outs and my parents were very like shut up mm -hmm. just killing each other downstairs yeah. Yeah, that's the realness of it. My my parents never did anything to me. It was me fighting my cousins, like in a full blown fist fight. It's like you like, lick your thumb and then you like brush it across your nose and square up. Yeah. Oh, I uh, <laughs> I went after my cousin with the same like self defense technique that you would use against like a rapist. I 
put my hands on both of her shoulders and took my knee back and just crotched, knee to crotch, <laughs> whack. And she dropped like a sack of potatoes and I grabbed her by the back of her hair. The hair has always been my move, not in like a pull yeah. it, but in like a jersey grab type of way where I grabbed their hair, wrap it around my fist and then pull them yeah. in closer to me. And I put my legs around her and was just beating the shit out of her. Um, yeah, those were the ones. Those were nothing could hurt me more than the fights I was getting into. Yeah. With like my cousins. No, uh, the I swear my sisters were out to kill me sometimes. Uh, the level of just beatings I would take. And it's so weird now because like talking to my adult sister, uh, she's like, that was really fucked up what we used to do to you because we were horrible to you oh my sisters were so mean even to the point where like my dad and grandma are like that explains Chelsea like how she Mm -hmm. is um but you know I think it does the body good to be in a little scrap now and then now like I could put my entire weight of my body on my hair if somebody tried to pull my hair like my eyes would turn black and I would like 180 my (laughs) head around at them and I'd be like you think yeah you thought you I'm have the no power here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just speak with a thousand voices layered yeah. on each other. Twelve, like an octave just deeper. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Be, that would be the end. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. So anyway, also, speaking of I the racism. Think, I, <laughs> I do think some kids do need to be hit. And that's all I'll I say agree. on that. I, sometimes you, uh, it's a come to Jesus is what my dad calls yeah. it. Sometimes yeah. you just need to come to Jesus. Like when exactly. he broke that mug on that guy's head. Yeah. You just I, gotta do it. I clarified that story with him and he said he was trying to goad him into a fight and he, that, uh, quote, little pussy didn't do shit. So love to see it. You love yeah. to hear it. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> about a week ago, my 39, why, why are they saying 39 females? I think she's family? saying she's a 39-year-old. Oh, female. me. Okay. About a week ago, me, 39 female, family ordered Chinese food for delivery. When the delivery driver came to the door, I wish I had Chinese food right now. <laughs> oh, my good. God. Huh. When the delivery driver came to the door, my daughter, 16 female, was taking the cat upstairs to put her in a room because he always tries to eat the food. My son, 13 male, loudly says, make sure to hide the cat from the Chinese guy. As I am at the door getting the food from the Chinese delivery driver, he very obviously heard what my son said and was upset by it. I quickly apologized and took the food. Oh, that would have been a come to Jesus moment. Yeah, I would have been me. like, hey, do you mind staying here just for a second? I'll add $10 onto your tip. I would have called the son down. I would have yeah. flipped off my shoe and beat the shit out <laughs> of him in front of Especially the- like, in front with, of the Chinese food delivery absolutely. driver. And then I would have handed the shoe over and I would have been like, you want to get a few licks in here? <laughs> the, the, the atmosphere of Asian hate that's been going on right now mm-hmm. should have clued this kid in. Yeah. Uh, not okay anyway, but exactly the wrong fucking time. Yep. Uh, it's just like, I don't know, man. Yeah, also uh, 13. Yeah, this is all from this year. better. 13 yeah I literally would have just been like can you do you mind just waiting here for a second and just beating my son into another fucking time zone let's just be honest I'm about to say something very controversial please after last week's episode maybe let whoever wants to eat the cat eat the cat they're coming for us all 
That's true. Oh, that's true. Also a cat that eats Chinese food. What? Get it out of here. That's a fucking alien for sure. It is. I told my son that racist jokes were completely unacceptable and very wrong. And he refused to admit that he was in the wrong. So later that night, I forced my son to write a sincere apology to the delivery driver. His name was on the receipt as well as write a one page paper on Chinese culture and a one page paper on why racism is perpetuated by racist jokes and stereotypes. I see, you know what I actually do love. It's educational. This forced education, because if you're telling your kid, like what you did was racist and not cool. And he's like, no, it's not. It was funny there you have to break that somehow and if she's not gonna break his fucking ass cheeks to bleed oh 100 that dude then this is how you do it you make them do homework and research. also i got punished way harsher for way less what do you mean my teacher one time at parent teacher conference made the my parents were like there's got to be something wrong with her ha uh-huh, ha uh-huh, because i never fucking broke any rules mm-hmm. and the teacher was like well, if I had to pick something wrong with her, sometimes uh, her penmanship is sloppy when she rushes. And I remember my dad turning completely to look at me like he was like World War Three when we're home, motherfucker. And we get in the car and he arranges the rearview mirror. So he's looking at me and not the road. And I'm just staring back at him (laughs) and he's fucking looking at me the whole way home because how dare I have the audacity to waste my teacher's time by being such a fucking selfish schleb to use messy handwriting when she mm-hmm. has other people's uh, papers to grade. I think every day for a month I had to come home and practice my penmanship. If I had any sloppy writing, my parents would look at it. It could be at the very end and they'd be like, mm-mm start over and i'd be like it's in pencil and they'd be like start over dude. punished for way less like that's true, oh my dude. god that's true dude we so i had a similar handwriting issue but with cursive and i'll never forget having to do a lowercase cursive s on like six pages front to back until I got it. Like I just had to sit at the dinner table and not stop it until I got it correctly. Um, because like we had to sign our names on at the end of our homework in cursive and my last name has an, a lowercase S in it and I could never do it. So I would just do a regular S and, uh, yeah, I was, nope. I was literally just sit, you don't get to eat dinner and get up and go watch TV or go outside until you have perfected that cursive yeah. S. And it wasn't even so much the perfection that my parents, it was more like uh, teaching me a lesson that like you can't fucking cut corners. Yeah. Don't you waste st- people's time. Yeah. And it was very much like you start this paper and just because you're sick of it, you don't just start writing sloppy, like mm-hmm. a fucking piece of shit you will end up in prison that was like very much it so it was like the emotional and psychological damage I don't even want to say damage because my handwriting is golden even Mm -hmm. to this day uh so I love it I love the forced education man yeah also like forcing education like okay you don't know why it is and you're gonna learn yeah and you're gonna learn and you're gonna learn fucking today absolutely I agree 100% with what's happened so far then the next day, I also shout out to this form of parenting mm-hmm. where rather than have like a debate 
you force their hand and show them. Like, this is essentially like, you need to yeah. learn, so we're going to go see. Yeah. If you really think it's that fucking funny, look him in his eyes. Like, look into his soul and see the hurt you caused and tell him it's funny to his face. Like, I dare right. you. Yeah. Then the next day, I took him to the restaurant and had him read his apology aloud to the delivery driver, as well as give him the papers he wrote. The driver was very appreciative of the apology and thanked me for making my son do it. He then told my son about multiple instances where he had faced racist comments and attacks from people while he was a delivery driver. See, that's like, that's what you need. Yeah. It's not a comment one day. It's a, it's a perpetual like chasm that just gets filled with bullshit. And then suddenly you have like a giant floating trash pile. Yeah. It all takes one comment to push somebody over the edge. A thousand percent. That night, my husband, 43 male, and I got into an argument about me making our son do this. He told me that it was embarrassing for our son to have to do the apology and that the quote punishment didn't fit the crime. I told him that it was much more embarrassing for the driver to have to face that kind of racism and racist stereotypes and that our son would get over the embarrassment. I do not condone any kind of hate, hateful thinking in my house. And the fact that my son said that embarrassed me as well. My husband told me that it was quote, just a joke and it wasn't that big of a deal. I feel like I might have overreached some, but I think it's important to help my son understand how what he said was wrong and hurtful. I think the husband now has to do the same assignment. Absolutely. The husband has to go do the same fucking assignment. You know, it's like you wouldn't treat an adult that way. Like if an adult made a racist comment like that, you couldn't enforce that type of thing. And it's just like, well, fuck you. You're just a piece of shit. You're not going to be in my life anymore. But like, this is your son. You're responsible for the shit that you put out in this world, including your children. over racism. No, you can be embarrassed. Absolutely. You can be embarrassed all day long. You could be embarrassed for a month straight. I don't care if you lose sleep over it. Absolutely. That over racism all day. You could be bad at sports and I'll get your fucking face tattooed on my throat. I'm so proud. But like you do that, like embarrassed, like ashamed even. Like I would be absolutely ashamed if one of my children did this. Uh, I'm like very upset. I knew that this husband shit was coming, man. Yeah. I'm very upset with the husband. It's not a joke absolutely he asked it apology at the most at the least apology also this speaks to the whole like you know boys being boys the uh, like don't make him apologize for something that deserves and needs and requires an apology because he'll be embarrassed i'm just kidding bro no also uh what i'm getting divorced just kidding all this dad is doing is facilitating the fact that his son can be as shitty as he wants and just dismiss it under the umbrella of it being a joke so that his bullshit parenting has no real impact. Yeah. Like it's not my fault. I'm a shitty parent. Cause my son was just kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I think that these types of things, like you swing fucking hard and you swing true. I think writing the papers and then apologizing to his face was just perfect. Exactly. What was perfect. Needed. That honestly mother of the year, dude. I agree. Yeah. And this husband needs to, this husband needs to back up his wife. Even if he was like, I think it was overdone. He needs to be like, all right, our, but our son isn't allowed to be a shithead and he has yeah. to respect what my wife yeah. dives out. And as a couple who's been married from assuming at least 16 years, cause they have a 16, well together for at least 16 year, years. Uh, now you got to back up your partner in that point. That's a this thousand percent. It. That's a thousand percent. Yeah. It. You co-sign. You co-sign on that. Not only is that your wife, your partner, your best friend, that's the mother of your children. And if she says 
racism doesn't fly. He has to do a history paper on racism. Even though you personally say maybe that was overkill, you co-sign on that. Especially when she's like, no, he embarrassed me when he did that. Then you're like, you don't fucking do that to your mother, Mm -hmm. period, point blank. I don't give a shit what it is. Like, you just co-sign on that shit. He's wrong as a husband and he's wrong as a father. Absolutely, 100%. Mostly, I would honestly say, especially wrong as a father. Secondly, um, wrong as a husband. Because uh, I'm sorry, I personally think being a parent be, is oh it trumps being a, a husband or wife or partner because you Agreed. are creating the next generation yeah. of people you are creating society you're molding it in your hands um that's your fucking job to not make shitholes and in this example you were thank god for your wife because you're creating absolutely especially because like now if that like you're this is like he's becoming a man at 13 so you're creating a boy who either hears something shitty and thinks it's funny or hears something shitty and shuts it down yeah it doesn't matter what it is Mm -hmm. this is the kind of guy that like when you get into college you're like oh this guy's a fucking ally yeah like i'm in his corner or you're like Mm -hmm. this guy's a douche bro and i'm gonna write Mm -hmm. bullshit about him on my linkedin yep yeah Yeah, thousand percent um okay on yeah, the next one. not the asshole. Okay. So am I the asshole for pretending to get fired when customers get a temper with me? I don't even need to read the rest of it. <laughs> the answer is I agree with you. Um, so I am a high schooler with a weekend job at a coffee shop. My coworkers who work weekends are James, the owner's son. He goes to my school. He's a shift manager, but it's not a real formal thing. He's a friendly guy. And Danielle, a college student who sometimes works weekends too. So sometimes customers will come in and just be angry about such little stuff, like literally blow up about nothing. I don't know if they're in a bad mood already and looking for someone to take it out on or what, but it's a lot. Like how sad uh, does your life have to be as a grown ass man taking your anger out on high school and college kids? So James and I were joking and having a little fun with them and hopefully getting them off our backs. So one day I was at work and some guy was having a temper about how we don't make the coffee hot enough, which I couldn't do a thing about because I gave it to him right out of the machine. So James comes in and says, sir, is there a problem here? And the guy started ranting him at him too. So he was just like, yeah, this is unacceptable. You're fired. And I started acting really sad. Like, no, please don't fire me. My family needs the money. I need this job, please. And he played up being a hard ass, telling me to take off my apron and leave. And the angry guy started to backtrack like, oh, it isn't that big of a problem. You don't need to fire her over it. I didn't mean it. And James was like, no, we pride ourselves on the best customer service. And of course, after all that drama, I still had my job. We were just acting. And we've done it a couple of times. Whenever a customer will lose their temper at Danielle or I, James will storm in and fire us. And almost every time the person who had come in angry will apologize and say that they didn't mean it. It's kind of satisfying making people realize their actions might actually have consequences. Anyway, I was telling my friends from school about this, and a few of them thought it was a mean prank to let someone going away think that they'd gotten someone who desperately needs the money fired. Am I the asshole for this joke? Absolutely not. So. Absolutely yeah. not. This is this is the shit I love. This is the shit I eat up breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Serve it to me every day. I'll eat it with a smile on my fucking pa- face like a pig in shit, dude. Uh-huh. This is the shit that we need, dude. This and if is you see like- it happening, call it out, too. We need to like rally around these poor college and high school workers. I will always defend a service worker. Always, 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 always. The customer is most of the time wrong. I will always be in your fucking corner. If I see it, you see it, say something. 
Don't allow this shit to happen because this is it. In the same hand that I like half-heartedly joke about how we need to bring bullying back, this is the type of bullying we need. Bully people, well, I should more say this. This isn't necessarily like a prank or bullying. This is this is consequences to actions. Absolutely. Don't get it fucking twisted. Don't get it fucking twisted. This is it's, the shit that like people never get to hear or see or feel. They just get to spew out all their fucking hatred in real life it, over the phone on the internet. Give them the consequences. The person who likes to yell at service workers is the mother-in-law from the first story where they come 100%. home and they're like, they're like, the coffee workers tried to fuck with me. And it's like, <laughs> I put them in their place. And yeah. it's just. It's like, for what, what would you, would you accomplish today? Like, do you want me to microwave your coffee, sir? Like get yeah. the fuck out of here. Oh, you screamed at a 15 year old making $5 an hour because you want hot fucking coffee. I I've started doing a thing that's not, not similar to like being fired, but like when people are screaming at me, I'm like, I think it's right. And I'm sorry. I wasn't able to help you. I'll let my supervisor know how you're feeling about it. Like, no, 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 no. You're fine. I'm just mad at the company. Like not you. And I'm like, well then stop treating me like bullshit, man. Yeah. Like, like I've been on the phone with you for two hours and I've fixed every fucking thing you asked for. And yeah. I've been a goddamn saint the whole time. And don't still yeah, like, don't take it out on the wrong people. Like I get being mad and I get being frustrated, but we're all fucking adults. We're all these meaningless little fucking monkeys hanging out on this bullshit rock floating around. Get it together. Get it As, the fuck yeah. together. You know? It's like don't man, my dog. Bitch doesn't like me i've been waiting for the chewy order that i spent like a lot of money on all fucking weekend hasn't come yet and you're sitting here yelling at me and i just want love from my dog mm-hmm. like i'll fix your shit but don't make don't make it yeah. longer than it has to be let's just yeah. end this terrible interaction and yeah. be done with it people who scream at service workers are just letting us all know that they don't go to therapy i think okay. that it's like the person okay Here's my, here's my opinion on people who yell at people. It's like the guy who's like aggressively having sex with somebody, but can't ever finish. And then he goes out and beats up a gay person. Yeah. It's that energy. You know what I mean? It's like the guy who doesn't make the winning basket in basketball. So he's like, I'm going to go like push a skinny man down. that's like it it's just people trying to reclaim their manhood or like whatever power they have in life you know the person who goes in and yells at a person like in retail isn't going home to like good loving at home like ever they're not satisfied and you know what i love it yeah that's what heats my coffee that's yeah that that heats my coffee every single day it's true if -hmm. someone is being miserable to a customer service person or a service worker it's because their dad never hugged them. Okay. And we just got to all remember that. And we got to, yeah. we just got to like, let, let it be known. Like they go to bed with tears in their eyes in a, you know, in an empty home and a loveless life. Yeah. So, you know, no peace and love there. Like hate. enjoy being separated from your husband with these Martha Stewart pillows, Sandra, you bastard, you piece of shit. <laughs> maybe, maybe enough, uh, pro pillows will cover all that depression and sadness just keep yelling at 14 year olds okay oh interesting one for me to get last one yeah yeah am i the asshole for refusing to stop cooking bacon in my kitchen due to my teenage daughter's vegan lifestyle dad here old fart loves his daughter to pieces 
but I'm struggling to see eye to eye with my teenager and wife on this one. We've always been a meat-eating family. We live in rural we live in the rural Midwest and bacon for breakfast is pretty much a given. This year my 14-year-old decided to go vegan and I jumped onto her support with I jumped onto her support team with enthusiasm. We learned how to substitute ingredients, cook new things, try new things. I adjusted our budget to include more expensive vegan substitutes for her, etc. None of this has been a problem for me until recently. She saw me cooking bacon in a pan and then I rinsed it out to load in the dishwasher. She exploded in anger, teen years. I'm not too fussed about the anger explosion. I know she doesn't mean it. And said that was her pan for vegan food. I was completely floored and said, kiddo, this here is a family pan older than you. It's not your pan. She asked me to purchase her a pan that she can solely use for vegan food. I didn't want her to feel weird about food. So I said, sure. And ordered her a few colored ones that are only for her. I need to stop you right there. Hmm. Uh, I grew up in a household where if I yelled at my parents and then made a demand, they would have just given me a tombstone and a grave for free. That is true. I'm surprised. Seems like this dad is just like, whatever, honey. I am. You know what? I'm I'm actually a little shocked right now because I thought I was going to be so mad at this dad. I think he's being great. I think he's being wonderful. I think that he could have been like, yeah, but you fucking yelled at me. So you're going to have to earn the pan. Uh, I'll order it for you now because I don't want you to not eat, but you're still going to have to subsequently work it off because you don't just get things in this house for free yelling. Yeah. I would very much be that. Or if they wanted to go mom from stories above and been like, okay, I see why you're upset. Do you want to like explain to me? why this means so much to you, like why this is so upsetting to you. Like let's mm-hmm. work through this anger and frustration. I, and in that you'll feel better and then I'll learn more. Um, but I'm not mad at this, him, the dad specifically. Not mad at all. No, <clears throat> I think he's being a little too nice. I think he's being great. Yeah. The reason they're colored is so it helps me remember that I'm not to touch them unless I'm cooking vegan. That wasn't good enough. Now, apparently the dishwasher is contaminated with animal products and the fridge has bacon grease fingers on it because I eat bacon and then touch the fridge. And she asked me and her mom to completely stop eating meat at home. I don't mean I literally touch the fridge with greasy bacon hands because I wash my hands, but it's clearly enough that it upsets my daughter. Frankly, I'm on team hell no. Her mom is much more amenable and strongly wants me to consider taking up our daughter on the request. My wife's reasoning is that both of our parents live close so we can eat meat products there that she doesn't want our daughter to feel uncomfortable in the kitchen. My daughter says she is fine with cheese and butter in the fridge, but it's specifically meat products that make her feel sick. Now I'm sorry for her, but I feel like she just needs to adapt and live side by side because I'm not going to stop eating bacon in my own house. Okay. I have as your resident, as your resident vegan, I will say, um, if you're going to sit here and say that the dishwasher is a contaminated space then baby you are not eating out a single day in your life unless it's a fully vegan restaurant which i'm assuming living in the rural midwest you don't have i don't even have one in ogden you can sit down you can sit down and understand cope and comprehend that the dishwasher is made for sanitizing, cleaning, and washing, and that it's fine. That is a neutral area. Um, if there is just raw, open bacon in the fucking fridge, all out, and blood in the little... You know how, like, sometimes you get the meat, the raw meat in the packages, the white packages, and the blood will be around? I can see how that bothers. 
but then you if say okay you yeah let's then you say let's do how about there's so many obviously your dad's here to meet you halfway more than halfway i'd say 75 percent. you say you know what dad you're right i just like i see the blood in the thing and it makes me sick can we do like a mini fridge in my room yeah and i you know what i mean or like or like something. can you put the bacon in like a paper bag or tin yeah. foil so i don't see put it, it in tin foil put it in a drawer like yeah. we'll do this is where my like tofu and shit is up top yeah. and then all your stuff is even at the that bottom. is a reach for me but yeah i think that's all reasonable um she's being absurd she I is have, being absurd if she's two thoughts. being very absurd what if she's me. just fucking pendulum like as she's a, teenager, a teenager yeah where she's going like a little too over the top a little too ham maybe she heard someone who is a strong influence on her who has like a similar view and that's why she's going so hard I got really strong OCD vibes here when she was saying that the dishwasher was contaminated. And let me tell you why I went through a period that was like very difficult for me where I had an OCD issue with tinfoil and I don't have that anymore um, because this was like a real bad thing, but it was like, if my mom touched tinfoil and then touched the package that my food was in, I wouldn't fucking eat it. Uh, and it was like a very OCD thing. And like, if food, like I was, I just, I couldn't fucking do the tinfoil thing. And that's like almost the level that she's at with the animal product. Like if tinfoil was in the fridge on the same shelf, Mm -hmm. I just couldn't fucking eat it. Uh, and it, it got to the point where my dad was like, I will murder you in your sleep. Like, cause it was like tinfoil would like caused me such gross outness of the kitchen that I just wasn't fucking eating because there would be yeah. foil in the drawer. Uh, that's the only reason why I got kind of OCD with her, but if she has no other OCD tendencies. Well, the fact that she's feeling ass. physically ill about it does make me lean that like, this is something because um, like for me, and I think kind of you even in, in an aspect, um, people always go, how could you be vegan for so long? How could you be vegetarian for so long before you were vegan? Like, don't you miss meat? Whatever. Yeah. I have in play, I have basically forced myself to have, you know, this is not maybe a PC thing to say, but I've like forced myself to have PTSD about it. Yeah. If I ever 10 years ago, if I started to like, think about like, I would smell bacon and like kind of start salivating in the mouth. And then I would immediately just like replay in my head slaughterhouse footage. Yeah. Um, and I did that for literally everything ever with eggs. I would think about like chickens in like those crates getting stepped yeah. on um, or being put through like the conveyor belts so with milk. I would think about like these cute cows who are being like their little calves are being ripped away and they're being hoisted up in these machines because they're mm-hmm. so, you know what I mean? Like I would basically force myself for like Pavlo's dog. Anytime I would think about cravings that were animal product related, I would immediately insert into my mind's eye, violent, horrific slaughterhouse footage. And I will tell you it works because I am actually repulsed and grossed out and like made sick by the thought even of animal products. I'm not like a baby about it. Like I've dated people who, you know, aren't vegan, aren't vegetarian, but we always ended up eating more vegan just because it was easier. Yeah. Um, But like, I'm not a baby, like a package of bacon is in the refrigerator next to my shit. 
as long as like blood's not showing or anything. Right. But I can see that like, I, I, if I was 16 and like in that same thought process, I could also kind of see like freaking out about it. But I also in the same, it's tough to say, cause you've got this dad who is like, I'm learning how to cook for her, bought yeah. her her own pans. Like he's being almost so supportive. Like go, he's educating himself, you know? Yeah. He's, he's really going above and beyond like yeah. what my parents would do because I I'm was almost, raised. Yeah. I'm almost 30. I haven't yeah. been eating meat for almost all of my life. And my dad is still like, do you want to, what do you want a breakfast sandwich? Yeah. And I'm like, dad, I I'm, don't eat that. He goes, oh yeah, I forget. Yeah. That man has known me my entire life uh-huh. and, he, and I've been this way for almost the entire uh-huh. existence of my being. Yeah. And, and like, come on, I would kill for this type mm-hmm. of support if I was a teenager going vegan. Yeah. And my thing is like, I was raised in a family where it's like, uh, you don't make the requests like, or you don't make the demands here. Like, yeah, we'll make sure you're comfortable and not like hurting your feelings. So my mom would be like, okay, Chelsea, we don't cook with tinfoil. She would make me a separate plate. That was like the extent of it. Or if I was like, I don't like onions, make me a tiny little separate dish before onions would get added in. Uh, the level of demand that's being made here is like really shocking I think that this dad um is doing fine she's just gonna have to learn how to live with it in a meat eaters world because it is a meat eaters world um there's slowly more options for people who don't eat meat um yeah I just I this dad's doing great um you know I would also like I could I could see maybe like getting on my mom about like going fully vegan, like she's vegetarian, but like going fully vegan, I think I could Mm -hmm. like get on that. I know that there's no budging with my dad because that's just who he is. I mean, maybe the W I would get in the house would be like getting them to cut down on the amount of meat that they eat. I think that maybe should be where she puts her energy and effort into and not even for an animal rights thing, but a health conscious thing, you know, like dad, I love you. You can't eat bacon every day or like just your like carbon footprint. Like, getting yeah. that down you know yeah well there's like no way that this rule midwest dad's cholesterol no. is looking good if he's and eating bacon every morning the w i get with my dad who is very much like i get my own meat by hunting mm-hmm. like very like just fucking a plaid wearing cowboy hat mm-hmm. perfect father like nothing bad to say about him but like when he comes to my house and i make him something i like I'll tell him, I'm like, dad, this is a meat alternative. Like I don't have like actual meat, but I do have a meat alternative. I'm just letting you know, so you can try it. And he'll try it and he'll be like, the consistency is a little weird. And I'm like, sometimes it is, but like, I've made him like vegan or vegetarian chili. And he was like, it was good. And I was like, it didn't have any meat in it. He's like, that's fine. Like, yeah. uh, But yeah, this girl, like there's meat substitutes, but like, you're not buying the food here. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't necessarily even have a problem with that, the asking your parents to help support you. I'm more like your dad is being so accommodating and reasonable. Girl, are you kidding me? There are people out there who would just straight up say, no, go fuck yourself. Like you have, you have an amazing support system, like, and just meet him halfway. He's met you, you know, so much of the way. Yeah. Especially buying like different pans. Like that was never 
an option for me, like having different pans, you know what I mean? It was like, yeah, prepare one and then wash it, prepare the other. Like yeah. that's kind of the extent of it. Yeah, literally that's the yeah, same. So and I'm, I haven't even been like, I wouldn't even say I've been vegetarian that long. I might be going on two years and my vegetarianism, like I used to eat meat like a motherfucker. And then like the, uh, some weird emotional trauma of my sister dying caused me to like not be able to eat meat without horrific nightmares. So now I just avoid it. Like Pavlov's dog. Mm -hmm. I can't explain it. I do crave meat sometimes, but I just don't, I don't even want to chance the, the, the waking nightmares that it. Yeah. Welcome to my life, dude. That's how I did it. That's how I've done it for so long. I, you know, I've been on this train when there was no impossible burgers, when it was just tofu and Boca burgers from fucking Walmart. Okay. And it's going to a restaurant and they're like, yeah, we have vegetarian options. And it's just like a bowl of broccoli and water. And you're like, thanks, man. Thanks like I'll so eat much. it. Yeah. And I'll poop tomorrow. So thank you. But these are yeah. not options here. Yep. No, I, I'm so anyway, I just think, you know, who's the asshole in the story? The Still daughter. the mother-in-law. Oh. Oh yeah. For, yeah. That mother-in-law, no joke. Worst one out of the bunch. I, yeah. It goes Most... mother-in-law and then it goes father of the son who said the racist, the racist comment. son. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, to the sister who fucked her friend's boyfriend. Yeah. She's definitely third. I would say. Yeah. For me. Cause the son, he's still an ignorant boy. The son, uh, his parents potentially are learned. Yeah. The son potentially learned. So I even, he is an asshole, but he was punished and now he's educated. And I we'll think give the him son the learned. I think that the husband is an irredeemable piece of shit in that story. Um, so I heroes, think, yeah. Heroes is the guy who pretends to get fired and Absolutely. Then the dad who cooks who got beat. Yeah. Honestly, the heroes in order, I would say number one, Faye. Yeah. Yep. Number two, guy who pretends to get fired. Yep. And number three is dad. And he only gets third hero because I think he should have pushed back on his daughter. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. You know, it should have have been like, who pays the bills? Like it should have been one of those, like a little bit, a little bit more strict. I hate those comments because no child asked to be brought into this world and your existence is the burden of someone else for 18 years minimum. So I don't agree with that. But, but I would have said, I would have said, check your attitude, baby. Yeah. Check your attitude. I want to support you. I want to. I love you. I think your passion is great. Check the fucking attitude at the door. Yeah. You catch more with honey than vinegar. If she yep. would have come in, if she would have come, can you imagine this? This is how I even think the vibes of the dad are. If she would have come in with a PowerPoint presentation and said, yep. can I cook family dinner and then show you guys this thing I made? And the presentation is like, why environmentally? like sustainably health wise and animal rights wise, we should move, not even say fully, but say we as a family should move towards a vegan lifestyle. If I was that dad and catching his vibes, I would have been like, you're right. You would have caught me. Take that attitude, put it into something. Yeah. Harness your passion for good, for sure. Or even just be like, dude, I cannot with the fucking meat. Can we get like a meat fridge? So there's yeah. no cross contamination. Like, I wish I wasn't this way, but I am grossed out by it. I can't. Yeah, a dad and a meat fridge in the garage. Come on. That's yeah. a dream. Like, Just like be reasonable. Yeah. If it's expensive, then I'll fucking help work it off. Like yeah. I will do chores, man. I'll and if she's passionate on. about it, she'll do the chores. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Well, there you go. There it is. Uh, am I the asshole? Very few I'm, assholes. Very few. 
very few here. I mean, there were assholes in these stories, though. Let's never forget that. Um, We didn't get to say our uh, outros last week because we all learned something about Chelsea. Didn't learn anything. What she doesn't want us to talk about. Uh, I'm going to say hail friendship and Noel for being in my corner and never doing anything to sabotage my mental health (laughs) or my emotional well-being. Hail that. Hail, you know what? What do I want to hail? Well, first and foremost, as always, hail Satan. Um, I will say, boy, have I had some interactions lately. Right off the bat, went to like a country bar with my uh, parents and my cousin for my dad's birthday out in fucking St. George. And a little boy came up to me and goes, you, are you a witch? And I said, absolutely. Yeah, is it that noticeable? And he immediately went silent. And I was like, well, you didn't like that answer? And his mom... <laughs> His mom thought that was hilarious. Uh, Second to that, uh, went paddleboarding over the weekend with our friend Taylor and her fiance, Matt. And he says to me, you know what everyone always asks me whenever like you and Taylor post, they go, who's that devil worshiping girl Taylor's friends with? (laughs) And I would like to say hail to all of them. Hail to all of them. You have no idea how much it fills me with all this immense joy when you say I'm a witch who worships the devil, I truly yeah. appreciate it. Uh, so many hails to that. That uh, is good hails. energy. Hails. Absolutely. Yeah, that is good energy. <laughs> okay. So, so you know, the oh, I'm lot. responsible for ending this yeah, story, right? All right.